I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Guess what we've got in our house that I was going to show you just before we started recording, but then I thought, oh no, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm going to describe it to her and see if she believes me. Oh, okay, go on. A doll of Bradley Walsh. No. Yes. A doll that you can cuddle at night. It's not a soft doll, no. It's more, you know, you can compose him in different positions. Oh, interesting. Like a plastic figure of Bradley Walsh. How on earth have you got that? Well, how do, you, how do you think I've got it? Won it? No, I bought it. You bought it? Yeah, for my son. Did he ask for it? No. Okay. But he likes it. Where did you buy it from? eBay. eBay? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. How much? Picked it, from, picked it up from a local click and collect point. Did you? Yeah. Don't like leaving things to chance with the courier. I, th- I feel like I've asked a lot of questions and I still haven't had the big answer. Why? Did, why? Why? Why Bradley Walsh? You saw it and thought, oh, my son will like that. No, no, it's just, you know, it's one of the things he's into, isn't it? What? Bradley Walsh dolls? Yeah. <laughs> he's not. What do you mean? Oh, hold on a minute. Is he on Doctor Who? Yes. Oh. Yeah. But what I love about it oh, that took is, me a while. is the first, you, I, I think you think Bradley Walsh mm. and Doctor Who isn't the first thing you think. It was the last thing, clearly, as, yeah. as everyone witnessed. <laughs> so it's really weird that we've got an action figure oh. of him in our house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You can't get any of the chasers, though. <laughs> What's she called? The governess. Oh, yeah. I'd like a doll of her. Oh, yeah. Cuddle that would. at night. Yeah. We all would, wouldn't mm. it? Um, so, lots happened. We had two weeks off mm-hmm. because of Easter. And here we are. You refreshed? We had one week off. Oh, we? Yeah, one. Okay, but it's been two weeks. It's yeah. been two weeks since yeah. we last yeah, yeah. spoke. I had a lovely podcast. Easter. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, it was good. Uh, as I think I mentioned, Sarah's brother was here mm. with his wife, Sarah Weitz, and their three children, Leo, Max, and Sol. And I, I really like Sarah's brother. Mm-hmm. Really like Sarah... Whites as well. Mm-hmm. Sarah Barron, I can take a leave. Um, so it's just great having them. And, and what I wanted to do was just make sure that I really lined up some excellent things for them. Mm-hmm. So I think I mentioned on the last episode that uh, the first full day they were here, we went out on a speedboat on River Thames. Yeah. The day after that, we went to the Tower of London. I laid on tickets. Mm. So I laid on a trip on a speedboat, laid on tickets to the Tower of London. Very generous. Uh, then I laid on an overnight stay at a country house hotel with a fancy restaurant where I laid on a meal. And I also <laughs> laid on, who said laid on? Sounds like, like Lord Alan, Alan Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> laid on some childcare so as grown ups could go and enjoy the lovely meal. Wow. Um, and then what else? I uh, I already know this is a complete fortune, by the way. I'm totting up in my head all the stuff that you laid money on. I, uh, I laid on um, tickets to the new BBC Earth Immersive Experience narrated by David Attenborough. Mm-hmm. And then, as the icing on the cake, I laid on tickets to a West End show for Sam, 
and Sarah. Mm. Sarah White's in the little one. Sol went went back to the uh, B and B, the the Airbnb that they're staying in. I came home. So Sarah, my Sarah, her brother, and the three eldest lads mm. went to see Back to the Future the musical. Oh, is that on? Is it? I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, right. And uh, and then I didn't lay on the taxi to the airport, but I helped with the logistics. Okay, right. So I I really pulled out all the stops. You did. Sometimes I'm think that I would be a good. Travel agent. Mm. It's just in this day and age, you don't really see them so much anymore, do you? No, especially not ones that just do Lay like day stuff. trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was wonderful. So, so, so they left on the Saturday morning, and it's uh, it's a long flight back to Chicago. Sarah's dad picked them up from the airport. That's he just nice. circles. That's so nice. Does he? Yeah. Doesn't want to park up. Because he doesn't quite know what time the flight is going to be landing. Right. Because yeah, there's always a bit of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. So he just drives around. He orbits the multi-storey car park at O'Hare Airport in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so he's just happy going round and round. Is he good for him? Because his wife doesn't go to the airport with him, my mother-in-law, Lynn. Mm. And I think he's just glad of the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like going to the shed at the bottom of the garden, yeah, is it? I think it? it is. And they don't him. have a yeah, shed, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I meant, I felt bad because I put, put all this effort in to planning such a fun week for us all, and especially so that they would have this great time in London. And I forgot to call them to see how the flight was, which I felt bad about. But I did that same evening speak to my mother-in-law. I said, did they all get back safely? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, they did, yeah, yeah. Sam said it was an 8 out of 10. What? I'm so livid. What? That is a 10 out of 10. I can't believe, I can't believe. Because he wouldn't have said that to my face. So she just blurted out that he'd said it was an 8 out of 10. I can't believe that she reported that, thinking that that was good enough. Yeah, 10's not good enough. There's a fifth no. missing. There's a fifth missing, 20% off. Even 9 out of 10, I'd feel insulted by But Like, what was wrong? What was the yeah. wrong bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I do right? said 9.9999999, I could take it. Just about. We'd still be thinking about that point, no, 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 one more than the rest of it, but still. Oh my God. Eight out of ten. Yeah. I'm furious. Oh, I'll be furious. But they're not coming again, are well, they? Well, do you ever come again? Do you know what I'm doing for them? What? Nothing. <laughs> see what you get sore for Absolutely that time. Nothing. Yeah. Oh. Let's see how you fare. Wow. Just parading ten. around a city eight. with no structure. Eight Thought to the arc of the week. <sighs> It was a masterfully structured week. I'm furious on your behalf. It's awful, isn't it? Mm. Tell you about something that happened at the uh, Tower of London. Oh, go on. So Gene and I broke off at some point. We were a splinter group. <laughs> he's at this age where he's really into history mm. and he wanted to go and see the tower that um, the Tudors said Richard III had locked his nephews up in oh, and then killed. that's an interesting bit of history, yeah. Yeah. Gene's very pro-Richard III, which I like. Is he? Yeah. I always was. In fact, this this shows how much culture has changed in the time that I've been alive. The reason I got into Richard III was in the very early days of Channel 4, they devoted a whole evening to staging a mock trial, as if it was in a courtroom, presenting the evidence as to whether he really was an evil hunchback who oh, killed his right. nephews or not. whole evening. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'd like to watch it. I wish they they still did it. They wouldn't even do a whole evening of naked attraction. (laughs) Break it up with a goggle box. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so so we've broken off and we're in this tower. And as is the case in old castle-y type structures, it's a very steep staircase. Mm -hmm. So to go up it, Gene is using his hands. See what I mean? Yeah. Do you ever do it like, yeah, you, like yeah. you would as a kid? And, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like scrambling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's scrambling yeah, yeah. up the stairs. And he goes, Dad, look, I'm like a dog. And I go, yeah, doggy style. Oh, no. Damn. And they don't, as I say it, oh. it doesn't occur to me that doggy style is a sexual position Mm-mm. of fornication. <laughs> it is. It's how I know. Fornicate. I know. Somebody goes on all fours. All right. They can stop now. No, else no, 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 no. I wouldn't no, no, do no. that. I wouldn't. No. No. It's got to be marked now, sexually explicit, this podcast. I think it's all right as long as you don't utter a profanity, oh. which I felt like uttering a profanity. Right. At my brother-in-law with his eight out of ten. 
anyway, so so it's busy. It's Easter holidays. Lots of people around. I've just gone doggy style oh. to a six-year-old. Oh my god! And as soon as it's out of my mouth, I I, I realise what I've said. How do you think I try and dig myself out of oh, that situation? Please just tell me. I then start doing freestyle word association with the word doggy. So I go, doggy style, yeah, doggy paddle, you can get a doggy bag. Oh, maybe we can go to doggy daycare. How much is that doggy in the window? Excruciating. Excruciating. But better than strangers thinking that I've just randomly named a position of yeah. sexual congress to your six-year-old to son. Six-year-old yeah. son. Yeah. Seven now, though. <laughs> well, that makes it a bit better. Well, he wasn't then. No. But no. He got his, he's got his Bradley Walsh doll <laughs> for his seventh birthday. Just what every seven-year-old Aww. wants. How are you doing? I'm doing not so good, actually. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure you're not, because you come no. back after a, after a break. It's been two weeks since we last sat here together. We've only skipped a week, though, as we yeah, uh, yeah. clarified earlier. Mm. But I know what it's like mm. trying to go through your inbox mm. after you've been away on, on holiday. It must be bulging. I took two weeks. I took two days off to go through it. it. took me about three seconds. Come on, guys. Come on now. Come on. Does Help us not, out. Does this not just suggest that the drifters took the same time off as we did? Yeah, probably, to be honest. Yeah, we that's can't fine. expect that's them to stay emailing. No, I know. While we're swanning off. I know, I know, I know. On speedboats. But it's okay because we're all back now. We are all back. So you can email me again. How dire is the situation? This is why I, I, I want to spend two days going through the emails. Come on. How close are we to having a week where I go, all right, Annabelle, what have the drifters been sending? And you just go, Nothing. nothing. Well, if it carries on this way, maybe we've got a month left. No, less. It depends what the quality is you want. <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want people to be put off by that because I just think the people who listen to this podcast, they get it. Mm. And most of the email that gets sent in, just perfect. Oh, it is. And it people, really people is. People will really always is. write a paragraph about how, oh, I'm not very good at telling a story. And it's always brilliant. It's always brilliant. yeah. yeah. And then it's just this it's tiny, tiny percentage that doesn't make the podcast. And that's not usually for reasons of quality. It's for other reasons. Yeah. It might be a repetition of something that yeah. we've had on recently. The overall mix of it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Racism, casual racism. We have to, mm-hmm. you know, take a firm stance on. Yes. Because we want to. Yes. It's important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. It would be nice to be bogged down in them. Wouldn't it? Bogged. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely verb. Yeah, that would be, be bogged. Okay. But I do have two great ones for this week. And guess what? It's blurting week. I've got two blurting stories and I love a blurting story. Hopefully this will uh, shake a few other blurting stories. Oh, well. yes, please. First one is from Laurie. Two astonishing examples last week of the way my mouth inexplicably spouts the most unimaginably terribly things I could say. Example one, I was trying to explain to a family client the danger of fighting two cases at once by referring to the siege of Stalingrad during World War II. My client is German. Example two, I was trying to explain to another family client that he has to be honest and open and said, you have to come out of the closet with this information. My client is gay. And anyway, what on earth has come out of the closet with this information even mean? (laughs) In both cases, I immediately changed the subject and hope, really hope I got away with it. But just in case, <laughs> I intend to change profession and move to another part of England. <laughs> the next logical step there. And... Another part of England. <laughs> <laughs> Set your sights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although I suppose, you know, it's the only place you can practice. True. Maybe Wales? Mm, yeah, I don't know. I Not don't Scotland, know. though. No. Different legal system. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then this is from Laura, Lady of Treasure. This dates back to my time working in the legal department of a global TV network. You may recall my prior story of blurting out while at this company when I hollered, I like your England, to a cute guy in the staff cafeteria who was wearing an England jersey. (laughs) I remember that very well. It was mid-2008 and on a regular ho-hum day, our department was notified that a reality show not on our network would be filming on our floor for about an hour. Word got around that one of the lead attorneys, let's call him Jim, was the friend and neighbour of a guy called Chris from the band Train. 
Chris was a friend of Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. Tommy Lee and rap star Ludacris. I hope I'm saying that right. I've never heard of Ludacris. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have. Just it was all these bits that shouldn't go together. Like I know. Train, drops of Jupiter. I know. The, I know. The Pamela Anderson's ex-husband don't go together in my head. No, no. So Tommy Lee and the rap star Ludacris were shooting an environmental competition series where they were driving. <laughs> <laughs> where they were dri- <clears throat> excuse me where they were driving across the US and stopping in a chosen number of cities and asking their fans to show their support by doing some sort of environmentally conscious act the celebrity with the most environmental fans won the episode she adds this is real <laughs> back to us this is where I learned that reality TV was totally staged. The setup was that Chris had called Jim asking for his help because his friend Tommy Lee needed to drum up support for the next episode, which took place in our city. We later learned that the challenge in our town was for fans of each celebrity to show up at a specific mall parking lot with their junk mail. The artist with the most junk mail put in for recycling one. Chris wanted Jim to get Tommy Lee on our network and thought that Jim could make that happen as a head guy in legal. <laughs> to, I suspect, create a sense of urgency, Chris brought Tommy Lee and Ludacris to Jim's office to plead their case. <laughs> the plea is what was shot on our floor in Jim's office. While the setup was being filmed and refilmed, pretty much everyone on our floor had gathered about halfway down the hall, right in front of my workspace, to try and get a glimpse of the celebrities. When they were finished shooting, Chris, Tommy Lee and Ludacris were being urged by their entourage to exit via a different hallway. Being a nice guy, Jim said, would you guys mind walking out that way, pointing to us, because they would really love the chance to meet you. Much to the noticeable frustration of their handlers, Chris, Tommy Lee and Ludacris enthusiastically said, yep, and headed our way. Of the three, Tommy Lee was definitely getting the most attention from everyone. He was tall and really thin and wearing a cat in the hat hat. He could not... (laughs) (laughs) He could maybe have got away without drawing attention to himself, but the cat in the hat hat... He could not have been kinder as all of us, mostly ladies on the floor, took pictures with him. Chris mostly talked to Jim and Ludacris talked for a little while with one of the secretaries because their grandmothers live next door to each other. After that... After that conversation ran its course, Ludacris was just standing there. I was thinking, how is no one paying attention to him? As a woman from the US South, a sense of being a good hostess is just ingrained in me. But also, I'm a drifter, much, much more so then than now. Such a struggle. Do I let a guest, a really famous one at that, just stand there alone unattended while Dr. Zeus was being fawned over? Or do I do something? The longer it went on, the greater the struggle. My inner Southern hostess won out and I decided to go and talk to Ludacris. There were a million things I could have said like, it's really great you're doing this show, or I love your music, or really anything on the subject of music. But no, instead I blurted out, I really like your acting. Yes, his acting. Of course, in my mind, he would have somehow known that I was from Memphis, where his 2005 film Hustle and Flow had been shot, and that a close friend had scored the film, and one character in the film was based on another close friend's husband, and how when the film opened in Memphis, it was a huge deal, and everyone saw it and loved it, and how the whole town cheered when Three Six Mafia sang the film's big song, It's Hard Out There for a Pimp, at the Oscars, and how we were all stunned and amazed and cheered even louder when the song won the Best Song Oscar that year. So naturally, he'd appreciate my acting comment now in 2008, more than I say his much more significant fame as a rapper. I honestly don't know if he'd been in any other movies at that time. Instead of looking at me like I was a freak, he was so kind and said thank you. Then he said he was opening a new restaurant in town, gave me a few cards with the restaurant details and said to tell my friends. I don't recall saying anything else to him. Never mentioned Hustle and Flo or Memphis. <laughs> Likely just stood there, awkward, holding his restaurant cards. The handler's visible annoyance was growing and they began insistently scooting the group down the hall. Everyone was reading from their Tommy Lee moment. I was reading from, what the heck did I just say to Ludacris? <laughs> and so ends my big blurt. Oh, I feel that um there's there's a few bits of there's a few nuggets of inspiration in there one is i can't quite get at this i think it is quite a driftery thing where you don't give people enough exposition 
Right. So all yeah. the stuff that's yeah. inside your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you haven't cons- that you haven't factored in when you say something. Mm. All the backstory and context mm, mm. and how that affects yes. what you've said to somebody. Oh, yes. I feel that I could probably come up with a pithier title, but not today. Let me say something. I wasn't going to mention this. I am extremely tired. Mm. Now, I know nobody is interested in anybody else's tiredness, but the reason I mention it is I literally haven't had uh, a minute's sleep in more than 36 hours. Mm, mm. So everything feels quite strange to me. Mm. Can you imagine what that last email was like? <laughs> I felt like I was becoming detached from reality. It was like a very surreal dream, but it yes. was true. I know, yeah. I know. I also then got to wondering about, I'm slightly reluctant to do this because it feels a bit like what everybody else does, but if, if we go at it from a drifter angle, mm. um, drifter interactions with famous people, yeah. have you... S- blurted out or failed at interacting with a famous person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of your drifter-like tendencies. And then Mm. I thought about drifters on camera. Like, is there a moment where you were interviewed on the news or somehow you ended up on a game show or audience participation or any of those things? And because of your fundamental uh, stuff Mm-mm. that we all have you're, you're amongst friends um, it went horribly wrong for you yep and just generally blurting and just even more generally <laughs> your failed social interactions the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com Annabelle, mm. let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. I stayed in a house in Cornwall with Tom's family over Easter. You may remember I did the same last year and came back with very intense feelings about grandfather clocks, in particular ones which chime every 30 minutes, day and night. This time I've come back with an equally intense opinion because I watched with horror every day Tom's auntie's wife make porridge and put in it Every single kind of fruit with no regard whatsoever as to which fruits go with porridge no, or even no, together. Yeah. I'm going to lift fruit. I'm going to list some fruits to you now. This yeah. is going to be quite weird for your sleep deprived brain. Okay. I'm going to list fruits and I want you to tell me if it's okay for them to go in porridge or not. Yeah. Banana. I don't like it, but yes. Blueberry. Yes. Strawberry. Yes. Segments of orange. No. Animal. No, that wasn't one of them. Grapes. No. You're an animal. The person doing it, not you. Kiwi fruit. No. No. Raspberry. I don't think so. Maybe. Where were we at? I feel like if you're allowing a blueberry and a strawberry in there, it's, it seems churlish not to admit the raspberry. It's probably the only one that's borderline for me. Yes. Okay. Okay. Apple. I would say for apple, I'm going to interrupt you now. Only if grated and alone in the porridge, no other fruit and cinnamon added, then it's okay. It has to be grated. Kind of chunks of apple in there. It's a it's a solo act. It's a solo act, and it's got to be grated. Plum. If it's stewed, yes. Yes. Otherwise, no. Pear. Chunks, chunks of pear. No, no, definitely no, 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 no. Peach. I was again thinking stewed. No, not peach. Melon. What? You've lost your mind if you put melon in porridge. What's going on here? Mango. No. No. Well, here are you, Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> I'm so glad I got that off my chest. Yeah. So glad. I had to watch every day while every single fruit got put in. I didn't say a word. No. There are, there are, there are families of things that go together as well. You yes. No, no. Even a fruit salad mm. isn't just all the fruit. Well, it is sometimes, and that's a problem. Well, yeah, a big problem. Okay, something else I'd like to discuss, uh-huh. which is the rules of using the toilet at night when a guest is in a house or sharing a holiday home. Now, this is not at all related to my trip and the fact that my bedroom was right next to the toilet in case any of Tom's family are listening. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I think the rules are. Can I say what I think that they you, are? You go, you go ahead. Tread as softly as you can. Yeah. Don't flush. Okay, that's they're your rules. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to give you mine. Rule number one. 
In the months leading up to sharing a home, you train yourself <laughs> to get through the night without going to the toilet. You basically strengthen your bladder. This might involve many agonizing sleepless nights, and if this is not possible, I'll move on to rule number 2. If you do need to go in the night, consider wearing an adult nappy, taking a commode or a potty with you or wing out the window. Rules number oh, My wife would be thrilled. Oh, for her, that would be preferable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to go into the toilet. She doesn't yeah. even want to go to the toilet. She just want to no. do it in a vase. Any excuse to do it somewhere other than a toilet. Yeah, yeah. Rules numbers three to seven. These should be considered a last resort when you feel you've got no choice but to use the toilet. Firstly, you creep so quietly from your bedroom to the bathroom that it might take up to an hour to cross a three-meter <laughs> landing. You should you should be almost imperceptible as you move. That you, should, you should be moving in the same increments as a stop-motion animation. Exactly. You can push the toilet door too, but don't fully close it. Of course, yeah, yeah. And if you know the door creaks, you shouldn't touch it at no, all. You just no, have to no. slide your body through the gap. Yeah, and then do it like you're in prison. Yeah. You urinate in the most silent way possible, yeah, directing and, the wee yeah. onto the pan, not into the water, no. and consider using a toilet paper mattress in the mm. toilet to muffle the sound. I don't think so. You do not. What do you mean? You don't think so. You're not. You're not a fan of the mattress. I don't, like, I don't like touching toilet paper if I can help it. What you know this about me? Uh, so if I'm going to wipe my bum, of course I'm going to use toilet paper, unless I'm on the Japanese toilet. Mm. But I don't like the feel of tissue. Okay. So I'm not going to be interacting with it unnecessarily, unnecessarily. in your opinion. Okay. You do not, under any circumstances, flush the toilet. The only exception would be if it was literally overflowing with feces. If you do need to do number two in the night, bit weird. Do you ever do number two in the night? No, not unless something's gone very wrong. Yeah, something's had to have gone very wrong. Yes. I agree. Yeah. But if you do, you cover it with toilet paper and you close the lid. It can then be flushed in the morning. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to say that quite firmly. It's just such an unusual situation, but you have to make sure that it's covered in the rules. You I have guess. to cover it. Yeah. yeah, you do not, under any circumstances, wash your hands, and you certainly do not use the hot tap, which a- activates the boiler outside my bedroom. And if you're worried about hygiene, you can use some antibacterial gel in your bedroom. Finally, you creep back to your room. Is this too harsh? I feel that we're, we're loosely on the same page. Good, here. good. And I would like to say again, this is in no way reference to any behaviour <laughs> I experienced on holiday. And even if I did experience this, of course, I would not say a single word about it <laughs> to anyone, obviously. How many marks out of 10 would you give at the holiday? Eight out of 10. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. went out in an evening without my wife or child last week. Oh. My friend Susie had tickets for Elton John and she invited me. Oh. So I went to see Elton John at the Millennium Dome in London. Oh, I bet that was good, right? Was it good? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I like Elton John. One of the first songs, really, I ever remember hearing was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Love that song. And actually, Gene got into Elton John when he was four he had one of these little people big dreams books so we went to see him last summer but then it was getting late and he wanted to leave before goodbye yellow brick road oh and i was livid (laughs) but a responsible parent as well so did elton do all the hits then it's called didn't do any new material did it's called the farewell yellow brick road tour um and uh, the, the, the O2 is called, it's the old Millennium Dome. People, I think, will be able to picture it in London. Um, a trick I learned years ago from somebody who worked there is take a boat. 
So I was in the the centre of the city, mm. West End. Thought I'll go to the pier near the Houses of Parliament, take the boat. Don't have to be dealing with the rush hour crowds on the tube or the buses, the traffic, or I just get to take the boat. What a lovely way to arrive! Mm. And I've done that a few times with concerts in the past, and it's great. Only now, this this boat stops everywhere. All these places they've never heard of, like um, Dogger Bank and German Bite. What? You're making Lundy this up? Lundy Island and Marlin Head. No, you're making this up. No. What? It's all these weird stops that I'd never heard of. So by the time it arrives, I'm slightly late, which I hate being. I'm, I'm quite fastidiously punctual. Um, so I've got all this anxiety. And then the it takes a while to get everybody off the boat. So I'm standing in a queue feeling more and more anxious. But what calms me down is there's quite a lot of people on the boat who have decided to add an extra layer of enjoyment to the Elton John concert by wearing Elton John-themed fancy dress. Okay. Now, the majority of what I'm talking about is novelty glasses. Okay, yeah. I think that's exactly what I was picturing straight away, yeah. And not actual Elton John glasses, like oversized cheap sunglasses right. style glasses okay okay not the ones that he wears mm, mm. from his opticians mm. <laughs> which i think about that opticians every day they must just count their blessings that elton john timmy mallet and sue pollock are still alive because <laughs> they must be their only customers well, surely yeah and what are they doing in that opticians most of the time Waiting they have to, to each, each of them come in for an eye test once a year do you think mm. they stagger it they must do, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, be too bored, yeah. Um, anyway, so, so I'm in the queue to get off the boat, and I become aware of two ladies um, behind me, so over, over my shoulder. And I would guess that they are from your ancestral home of Essex. This is just a guess. Mm. And their vibe, I'm going to go with a a somewhat obscure reference, mm. but for maybe the one or two people who understand what I'm talking about, and you'll be one of them, mm. it's, it's, I think it's laser-focused. Mm. Their vibe is former X Factor contestants' two shoes. Two shoes? <laughs> Only with these big, oversized Elton John glasses. Amazing. And what I'm saying is these are some good-time good time yeah, girls. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing... 40-ish. Right. I'm guessing they're not out as much as they used to be. And I'm guessing they're going to enjoy it. So what I'm aware of is they are, you call it preloading. They've got drinks yes. in the handbags. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm enjoying, I'm just like like an old wizened man. I'm just enjoying the the sound of youth, the exuberance of youth. These forty-year-old uh, ladies on 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 a night out, um, pouring each other drinks and then talking about what they're gonna drink that night. The word prosec is used. Oh yes, I hear the word spritzer. I love these girls, and I'm I'm smiling wryly yeah, to myself. Yeah. At which point I become aware that they are now in my space, and they go, what do you think then? What do you think we should have later? Oh, no. What should we chase that with? Oh, God. And I'm in this awkward position because they have incorrectly, they say something like, this guy looks like he likes a good time. Mm. Now, from 99% of people, I would assume that was sarcasm <laughs> because I really don't look like he likes a good time. <laughs> but they just seem so pure. Mm. They They saw this... Older man smiling to himself on a boat. They they projected something onto me that isn't there. Right. And then tried to rope me into their fun. But I am a fun ruiner. Oh. I am. <laughs> I'm a fun vacuum. <laughs> and I'm in this position now that where they've asked me what drink I think they should have next. And, the, and my brain just goes blank because I've not had a drink for more than 20 years. Because mm -hmm. of my issues. Mm. But it feels that if I bring that up... No, too. Yeah, that really would be killing the bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, what drinks are there? And all I can think of are drinks from the 90s, like Hooch, <laughs> MD 2020. Malibu, is that still going? <laughs> I don't know. 
Fuck it, I don't want to say any of those. Mm, mm. And, and just in a panic, I go, oh, what about vodka shots? Okay, that's all right, isn't it? Well, I'd have thought so. But yeah. it's it's like I'd said, why don't you drink some plague-infected piss? What? Why? What's they, wrong with that as a suggestion? They went, oh, no, no. Straight away, it was like something oh, out of a, no. a, a bad comedy. Like they were really giddy going, woo, Prosecco, woo, Spritz. And I go, what? vodka shots. And they go, oh, no, no, I don't think oh, so. He's no, gone too no, far. he's gone too far. Why? Oh, I mean, they're just lucky I didn't say the truth, which would have been, well, I just think, on if I were you, I think, yeah, we do have a problematic relationship with alcohol in this country. Yeah, I, I think people should enjoy themselves, but I don't think that should be contingent on them having a drink. And I don't like people feeling pressured. I think on balance, it's better vodka you said vodka better, shots. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to see people doing more to decouple mm. fun from alcohol mm-hmm. because of that pressure and the health implications. Do you ladies realise how much it costs the NHS every year? Definitely vodka shots. Yeah. Um, he was good Elton John. One complaint. Oh, yeah. He didn't do a... Deny the passenger. I want to get off. want to get off. want to get off. want to get off. No? I have no idea what you're doing. Really? Yeah, what is it? One of his hits. Which one? One that never seems to get played Oh, anywhere. right, because no one's heard of it. Hits, uh, really? I think so. Hmm. He had good banter in between the songs. Did he? Yeah. I think Bernie Taupin wrote it for him. <laughs> I was really hoping that like, Bernie Taupin just kept coming scuttling on with a piece of paper for Elton's Oh, well, that would have been wonderful, yeah. Do you think Elton John has ever thought to himself, I'm going to have a crack at some words. I suspect he has, and that it says a lot that it's still Bernie on, on, on the. I think his autobiography credits. is quite well regarded. So, you, you, is it not? Yeah, no, but like, did he write? Did he? Well, it doesn't rhyme. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> oh, you're asking is it ghostwritten? No, it doesn't. Well, no, I was asking, does it rhyme? I, I don't want to suggest it was ghostwritten. I mean, many are, aren't they? But don't you think that? I can never. I always want to try and talk about this, but I can never quite get at it. Mm. Just how babyish rhyming is. Babyish. Just that <laughs> we judge the quality of a lyric on whether somebody's not said something profound, but <laughs> made the end of the sentence sound like the end of the previous sentence. Well, let me tell you, as someone who's written many poems, it's difficult. It's very difficult. I know, but why? Just because that... it's difficult doesn't mean it's good. No. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can never, I can never quite get at what it is that I find so funny about it. Just mm. um, that, and I've failed yet again. But yeah, he did, uh, he did all the hits. Don't let the sun go down on me. Oh, that's good. One. Which I'm more used to the version here in uh, George Michael, where he then says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John." Oh, so I was half hoping that he'd say, <laughs> "Ladies and gentlemen, it's me." Oh, and didn't do it, missed Mr. Opportunity. Missed opportunity. Mm. Um, what else did he do? Uh, Candle in the Wind, the um, which version? Which version? Diana version. No, Angela Lansbury's, really, <laughs> uh, especially for the late Angela Lansbury. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's still got the moves. Really? Yeah. By which I mean that waddle he's had for the last right. twenty years. Yes, just, just checking. And I'm not being cruel because I know that he did have some hip problem when I saw him oh. in the outdoor gig in the summer. I think he might have even had a Zimmer frame, but um, the the waddle definitely predates okay. those. Okay. It's weird because are you found familiar? I've not seen the film Rocket Man, but I've seen the trailer. Oh, it's so good! And you know that I think it's maybe he's at Dodgers Stadium and he's wearing the sequin baseball top and he's. High on life, and he goes to the front of the stage, and he's waving his arms to get the crowd at it. And it's it's a really iconic thing that that scene in that film and that scene in Elton John's life. And th- there is something vaguely comical about seeing him do the same movement, but with the waddle thrown. Oh, in. but I like it. Mm-hmm. Thinking of adopting a waddle if I don't already have one. <laughs> what do people tell you? You're starting to waddle a bit. Yeah. I mean, if Tom was, I would tell him. So, <laughs> would you tell him in the form of an ultimatum? <laughs> if you if you want any truth in your life, become my partner. You, you get it. Um. So so then after my trauma with the boat, mm-hmm. 
stopping at all these places and then being roped into uh, into a, a bad party moment, harshing someone's mellow, ruining the party vibe. Um, I thought I'd just get the, the London Underground home. And it was one of those where so many people were, obviously, an arena has just kicked out. It was kettling. It looked like the evacuation. Oh, God. And I thought, oh, I just can't be, can't be around people. I can't be doing, I can't do it. I'm going to splurge. I'm going to get myself an Uber. Mm. Ordered an Uber. <laughs> Got in the back. <laughs> the guy talked to me all the way home. Oh, God. All the way. Oh, God. He said, excuse me, sir. I said, what? He said, can I ask you questions? Mm. I said, yeah. He says, uh, are you by any chance a lawyer? What? I said, I'm not. <laughs> I said, do you work in finance then? <laughs> I said, no, no, neither of those things. He just says, I just, the way you're dressed. Really? Yeah. Were you in a suit? Pinstripe suit? <laughs> and a bowler hat. Or am I talking quietly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was wearing one of those uh, old Bailey wigs. Mm. I think he was just after um, a bigger tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I gave him, of course, obviously, and talked talked all the way home. Oh god, draining, so draining. Can you close it down, Annabelle? Uh, Sarah can shut it down. I can't. If I really can't stand it anymore, I just go a bit more monosyllabic until it ends. It's terrible. I can't do that if I can't cope anymore. Do you not think? Maybe he won't like me as much if I go on the celebrity. <laughs> well, I know that he won't, and I, I deal with it. Wow. Yeah, I know, I, I know. I don't understand. I know, I, I do know. do not understand. Mm. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. This is another area in which uh, you're, you're very disappointed <laughs> with our listeners. Yeah, very disappointed. Totally. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, please do. We've got space. Yeah. A- as of next week, we've got space. So much space. Yeah, so much space from next week. So please do send in any kind of quandary, dilemma, concern you have. Thank you. So who's the first one from? Pippi. 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 It's a nice name, isn't it? Yeah. Last year, I moved to a semi-detached farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, literally up a bridal path, to avoid speaking to people. I have very few neighbours other than the people who live in the house attached to ours. Thankfully, they are quite a nice family and keep themselves to themselves as they are busy running their small holding and business. As it's been winter, we've not chatted to them much other than the odd hello, and I don't really know them very well. Since we've lived here, I've been renovating our house. It was a 70s, 80s, Artex and Woodchip dream. And I've been sharing the progress on my Instagram account, mainly on Instagram stories. Instagram stories will tell you who has watched your stories. And I noticed a month ago that the mum who lives next door had watched some of them. She doesn't follow my accounts. I don't know how she found it, but I wondered if she's been doing some sleuthing a la Annabelle. (laughs) Recently, I've noticed that she is watching every video I share, but still doesn't follow my account, which means she must be actively searching my account out regularly to watch what I'm up to. I'm obviously taking great joy in this, but I don't know if she knows I can see she's watching them. So the big question is, if it ever comes up in conversation that we are renovating the house, should I allude to the fact that I know she watches my videos or should I adopt the port protocol? I mean, I think it's clearly port protocol. I can't think of any other way to, yeah. You can't I mean, there's possibly... Nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing to deal with it. I mean, I just wonder if it's like... I'm thinking, does, it, does this farmer does this farmer know how to use Instagram? Yeah, maybe do they, they understand don't realise. Do they think it's just like flicking through a book and you have it to does, go to everyone individually? It does seem a bit like that because surely she knows that... Maybe, she, maybe Oh, hold on. She, if she doesn't do any stories herself, she might not realise you can see who's seen your stories. She might think she's doing it anonymously. But why? Mm. Oh, because it suggests you... It, it, of course I know why, because she doesn't want to be found out that she looked you up. She tried to find out more about you. Mm. Yeah. There's not much she can do, but one day she's going to realise and she's going to be so embarrassed. You should show her one of your Instagram. You should just get talking and say, Joe, we're doing the house up and I've been there. I do have fun. I put stuff on Instagram. Look at this. There's this thing called stories and it disappears in a day. Look, you can see everyone who's looked at it. <laughs> No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be that brutal. I'd just say, "Oh, did you? Know, I'm doing actually doing an Instagram account. If you want to follow it, no, no, I would never do that. No, I should say what the Instagram account is because I've started following it. It might be interesting to people. Go on, let me look it up. Oh no, I should have had this ready. Sorry, I can. 
Oh, God, how do you get on? Oh, we go following. This is painful. Um, shown by default, shown by latest. Okay. Oh, here we go. Paper yak home. Paper, paper yak, yak home. Paper yak, paper yak. Home. Renovating our 17th century home in the Peak District. Oh, here we one go. Do you know who follows time. them? Me. Get, get, got, baby. <laughs> That's me. Annabelle's uh, professional account. Yeah. Look at that. This is making me happy. It's nice. Just, firstly, I just really love getting a look into Drifters' lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Secondly, I'm seeing someone of taste. Mm-hmm. Look at this. This this is who we want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> this is great. I'm, I'm looking at some wallpaper peeling now. Anyway, let's not get. We could do if we don't get any quandaries sent in. We could just do a thing where you're describing what you're seeing on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've done that sort of. Let's move on to the next one from Emma. I have a quandary on behalf of my husband. Oh, this is so interesting. This is exactly what you were just saying. What? I recent he recently went on a business trip to Japan and was taken to and from the airport by an executive car service. On the way home, having left the hotel in Japan 26 hours earlier and taking two flights, he got into the car at Manchester at 10.45pm to discover he had a driver who wanted to chat. Apparently it was made worse because the car service does a lot of work for my husband's employer, so the driver felt like he knew all about what was going on in the business. If this happens again, this is a question for me, but not for you. How should my husband shut the conversation down without seeming rude? Well, I've inadvertently, I'm sorry, I completely forgot this was coming up. I inadvertently already answered this because what I do is I go monosyllabic until they take the hint. How can you do it, though? Now this is for you. How could you think you could possibly do it without seeming rude? There is a detail in that email Mm. which renders it an impossible task. Which is? The word Manchester. Oh. Because I think in London... Taxi drivers, or minicabs as they call them, Ubers, there's some expectation that people might be rude. Right, right. Which I don't like to do. I I, I don't like to do that because I'm too needy. Mm. But I think it is a given. In the North, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I feel bad about sitting in the back in the North. What, you'd sit in the front? Yeah, otherwise you think you're better than you are. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Who does he think he is being chauffeured around? You sit next Mr. to them. Mr. Uppity. Really? Yeah. Mm. You're not better than them. Oh, right. I, mean, I don't know if that's changed in the 20-odd years since I lived back at home, but mm. yeah. Here's a question. Is this if what- you were with, I think if you're with someone else, you can both sit in the back, mm. but you're on your own... You gotta sit in the front. Yeah, driving Mister. Kind of a driving Miss Daisy situation. Okay, never seen it. <laughs> Was is it at all possible to do this? Could you ever? Would you ever fake a phone call? I've done it. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah, I've sent. I've surreptitiously sent texts mm. to get Sarah or people to let my phone ring a couple of times so that oh hang up you answer it yeah and then it could be a conversation where you're not having to say very much here's what sarah will say Mm. she told told me the other day yeah yeah she will say i hope you don't think i'm being rude i've got to listen to something for work and then she'll put headphones on that's good i just think what what work are you doing that you're listening to a thing work any kind of like recording meeting i don't know i mean are people recording meetings I don't think so. I don't know. I think you can get away with that. Really? I think I like that. And I like the phone call. Mm. I think these are all good suggestions that can be tried out. Pretended to go asleep. Not, no, not make conversation because that's rude. But this is, this is a very specific situation. And we had this when we used to do a breakfast show. Mm. And the radio station would send... Yeah cars for us every day and the this was like four in the morning or whatever it was so the number of drivers working at that time on a tuesday or a wednesday mm. it's a small pool mm. so you'd see the same faces over and over and over again mm. and i would say 70 to 80 percent of them would have problems with boundaries yeah yeah there were a, maybe there were a couple that i was always glad to see and i thought very fondly of and i enjoyed talking to them oh yeah the rest of them uh-uh. 
Uh, uh. Sorry, that seems very rude. But four in the morning, yeah. please. I'm yeah. can't, I can't do it. Do you know what's exhausting? Mm. A running joke. Right, yeah. So there was one guy <laughs> who... He, he he was quite stereotypical chauffeurish rather than your slightly odd. odd I'm just remembering some of the chauffeur the one who, who said he got cold bully and buried someone. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the one with that wig? Oh, the wig! It was a, it was it was a homemade wig. He made it at home with cardboard glue. And I don't know something that he'd shaved off a beaver or something. I don't know. <laughs> it also looked like some some stuff had happened to it over the years. Uh, uh, oh god! Oh god! It looked like roadkill. It was yes, but but roadkill road then had syrup. Oh god! And I'm not doing rhyming slang. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, there was him, wasn't the cold bullying guy? Like, <laughs> there were some real characters. This, uh, yeah. There were some real characters, but after but the, a while, the, the one four with in the, the joke morning, I was thinking of. He was sort of quite posh. Mm. He almost had an mm, overstated it, a Nigel Havers way about him. He didn't wear the chauffeur's cap, but he might as well. Yeah, have been. yeah. And I'd come out of my house. And I'd just be <laughs> wishing I was asleep, mm. and he'd go, uh, <laughs> "Airport or the office, sir?" Oh. <sighs> Same as same as yesterday. It's the office, please. Did you did you always have the same response? I never. I just, I oh, you do the weak laugh. Yeah. yeah. Every now and with... again, every now and again, he would say the name of a different radio station. He'd go, "Capital Radio, is it, sir?" Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was his alt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the problem with these things is that you need to shut it down straight away. You can't shut it down halfway through. No. Apart from maybe the phone call. There was, the, th- the thing is, though, there's no good... The, there are people who do that job who I think are masters of it. Mm. Just reading your mood, friendly, not too much. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know I'm going into your workspace and I don't want to make it unpleasant yeah, for you either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, in spite of everything I talk about on this podcast, I do think in a society... We have to be friendly and civil to each other. And, and part of the way you do that is in, engage in a conversation, as painful as that is for people like us. Mm. But it's this boundaries thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so few of them understood that. But then I didn't like it when I get the ones who really despised me as well and we'd sit in silence. Mm. There was one guy who I think would, as an act of aggression, play loud death metal and drive in a life-endangering way. <laughs> I think he, he didn't drive all his passengers like that. I think he disliked me so intensely. Mm. And it was just chemistry. Mm, Nothing mm. had ever happened. Mm. I think he liked me so disliked me so intensely that he was willing to risk his own life to scare me. It's quite something. Yeah. Mm. So maybe take public transport. Yeah, that's the only answer. Sorry. <laughs> And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Annabelle, do you want to tell them off again? Oh, I can't. Go no, on, berate them. Berate I, them. No, I'm only... Lay into I them. I can't. I can't. They're too nice. I can't. I would love to be reading more emails. But, you know, if you've got the time, that'd be great. If you haven't, don't worry about it. Is that enough? Yeah, but may- maybe just lay it on a bit thick. Maybe push some buttons okay. back. How much you like. Look, it's fine if you haven't got time, but... It's fine if I mean, time, but... I mean, it really is my favourite bit of the week, reading them. Yeah. It's the best bit of the show, reading yeah, them out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're letting me down, you're letting yourself down, you're letting everybody down. Yeah. Come on. No, honestly. And we wouldn't want it, the podcast to have to stop. Oh, please, no. Come on. <sighs> how, how do you think it's, you did that? Badly. If you were li- badly. How, have you ever listened to American radio shows and podcasts? They're mm. so great at, like... I don't know, panhandling for money, yeah. all this stuff. It doesn't come naturally to us. It's not, it? not my strength. My wife is great at, mm. on the Succession podcast. Mm. I ask it off the top of her head. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, what can I ask and how can I ask it in a way mm. that mm. will elicit a response? Mm. It just comes naturally to some people. What, could you channel her and maybe ask her email? No, no you couldn't even so. channel her. No. no. Look, please, come on, guys. You've, everyone's got a story. <laughs> 
can't we? Yeah, there's someone out there listening to this thinking, I have got a story, but I just... Oh, this is the time. Do it. Do it. I'll be the judge of whether it's like good enough, and it is good enough. Listen, there you go. Listen. You listen to this podcast <laughs> because you're a square peg. You don't. You're an odd sock. You move through the life, and and you observe that other people seem to know some unwritten rules that you don't, and you're trying to figure it out. That's funny. There's funny moments in that all the time. Mm. And this is the place mm. where you're walking around feeling like an odd sock the whole time, if that's an expression. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, this is the place where you don't need to, because we all do. And that's the beauty of this podcast. And it works if you let us know about these things that have happened to you. Yeah. So that's what we want from you. Please. I feel that's sort of the, the general direction she would go in. Yeah, great. Um, I like it. Yeah. Um, Let's see, I'll report back next week. Do. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man in the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And we've been doing it. Doggy style. Podication time, and this is a follow-up to the podication from the last episode, and in, in fact, we start by hearing again from Lucy, who says, Dear Jeff and Annabelle, thank you for reading out my podication. My beautiful daughter was born last Thursday. Her name is Noah. We love her and miss her more than I could ever have imagined. I'm so grateful for her and to you for telling our small world about her. I could write for hours telling you about her, but I'll try to leave it here. I take some comfort knowing not only she is with all the babies that families have left too soon, but also with all the people a drift has been dedicated to. They sound like a fab bunch, every one of them, and I hope they will be looking after each other. With love to you both, Lucy. Well, I really appreciate you letting us know about Noah. Yeah. Lucy and sending you all our love. And this comes from Lindsay, who says, Hello all. I want to give a podication to Lucy from this week's podication, who shared with us the heartbreaking news of her baby loss. With the exception of the IVF, I have been through exactly what she's going through, a 20-week scan showing unfathomable medical challenges for the baby and a decision to end the pregnancy. This happened to me in 2018. I think I also wrote to Adrift at the time, finding comfort in the distance of my radio friends and not my real-life family. I wanted to let Lucy know some words that have really helped me. And they come from Rob Delaney in speaking about the death of his son. He said that in his life, there are still all the colours of the rainbow, but there's also now a strip of black in the rainbow too. Lucy, you will slowly, gently find a way back into living when you're ready. And you will have times of lightness and joy again, but you will also always carry with you the experience you went through. In the immediate months after our loss, I felt so raw, as if my skin had been peeled off my body. I couldn't bear to be looked at, touched, fake social niceties, but that didn't last forever. In time, I learned so much from losing our little boy, including having a greater depth of empathy for others going through struggles. Lucy, you're not alone. And you have a drifter friend in me. With all my love, Lindsay. Obviously, that's an intense uh, thing to read out, as I'm sure it is to listen to. But there, there is something brilliant about being a conduit um, and, and being able to connect 
to people with that experience. So, and how lovely that she emailed. Yeah, that's, really. That's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Lovely. But that's because of what Lucy put out into the world, mm, telling mm, us about mm. Noah. So thank you. And the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.